You're listening to the Thrive in Love podcast with me, your dating and relationship coach, Sarah Duff. And every week you'll get the truth about dating, love and relationships and together we will tackle the challenges you face. So if you're ready to thrive in love and you're not afraid to go deep, hear some hard truths and take full responsibility for yourself and your life, then you're ready to listen to this podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I am back. I'm sorry I missed you last week. Um, I just kind of got a bit caught up in life here in New York. So my apologies, but I am back with you today. And we're going to be exploring the topic of invisible love obstacles. But before I dive in, I had to share this with you. So something really weird happened on Saturday. Well, I say it's weird, but actually I'm not convinced that I think it is that weird. I actually think it kind of all happened in the most divine way. So long story short, me and Domion went upstairs. We had our kind of Valentine's Day um, on Saturday. And so we went upstairs and we decided to go for a walk in this abandoned village. I'm always really curious about things like that. Um, so we went on this walk and we were just wandering around, minding our own business, chatting, all of that kind of stuff. And as we were going to leave the village, um, I was kind of taking photographs of random stuff and I kind of bent down. I was taking photographs of this very weird thing. It was a chair stuck in a hole with a traffic cone on top of it. And I was just like, this is so curious and so mysterious and so weird, but so amazing because it was like the photo was the this weird um, uh, objects in front of this beautiful backdrop. So I was like, no, I'm just going to take it. So as I was taking the photo, we kind of noticed that there was three women stood by the exit to this village. Didn't really think anything of it. I finished taking the photograph and as we stood up and started walking, back towards the exit one of the women kind of shouted over and said oh I see you were taking a picture of my um my mysterious no my magnificent creation and I was like yeah not really understanding what she meant I was like yeah okay um so we kind of walked towards them um and there was a quick story told to us about why the chair and the traffic cone were there. It was basically this lady that had called us over. She had fallen down this gaping hole that was in the ground and banged her head. So as a result, because no one was going to come and fix the hole, she'd stuck this chair and this cone down the hole. Um, and then we began like opening up a bit more of a conversation with them. And it turns out, because this abandoned village used to be a psychiatric hospital, um, it was huge. It was on like acres and acres of land. And one of the women that was there used to actually work at the psychiatric hospital. So we were asking her questions because I'm always really curious about like um, history and lives and just stuff. And as we were still chatting to these women, they were absolutely lovely, like so, so like nice to talk to. The lady that had originally called us over, I could see her really looking at me. She kind of had a hood up on her coat. And she was looking over her glasses at me. And I was like, why is she looking at me? But I didn't think anything of it. And as we had stood there chatting, all of a sudden, she just says to me, she said, who's Ellie? And I kind of like stopped and, and like in the conversation that I was in, I kind of looked at her and I was like, Ellie's my mom. And 
it turns out that this woman is actually a psychic medium. Now, my mum is absolutely alive and kicking and well. So it wasn't that she was receiving messages from beyond from my mum, but she was receiving a very strong energy from um, the the universe, the spirit guides, um, God, whoever it is that she's connected to, um, to give me a strong message um, kind of from my mum, just about, you know, um, how much she loves me and misses me and all of this kind of stuff. So that was kind of the gateway into um, her then giving me a reading. So basically she had connected to me um, or the spirit guides. I mean, I'm still working through this. The spirit guides or her had connected to me by bringing forward my mum's name because this, this woman had never seen me before in her entire life like literally never um and so she basically stood and gave me a full-on psychic medium reading at the exit of this abandoned um village slash psychiatric hospital and it was it was incredible like some of the stuff she was telling me I was just like wow this is blowing my mind right now um and she gave me some um, things that I need to start doing so um, I have to start exploring my or working with my chakras more which I kind of dipped in and out of um, so she said I need to start doing that more I mean there was there was so many things I have it written down she gave me some specific stuff around my process for manifesting and all of this kind of stuff um, and we're both both me and Domion because she ended up doing a reading for him also we've now we're now both we're now both WhatsApping with her. It's just it's incredibly crazy, but it does make me. I mean, you guys know if you've been listening to this for a while that you know I am quite a spiritual person. I tend to um, my spiritual practices and stuff are kind of more things that I just do for myself. Um, I don't really tend to like. I think I went through a stage on my Instagram where I was, you know, sharing a bit more. Um, kind of the, the spiritual side of things but my feeling is that everyone's spiritual practice is a very like personal thing and so I'm always happy to talk about mine but it doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be a part of you know my 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 um you know how I show up to coach people in my um business and coach people in dating etc um because I think everyone has their own path but, you know, I I will use my own spirituality to help guide me and guide other people, even if they don't know that that's what I'm doing. I hope that makes some kind of sense. Um, so this was just all very interesting. And I was like, the universe is definitely up to something. I almost feel like maybe I wasn't, I've been neglecting my own kind of spiritual practices and really connecting to the universe. I've maybe been neglecting that a bit. And this was all just like... Um, shoving me in a particular direction and also all of the stuff with um the chakras and the new ways of manif manifesting um and all kinds of things um and yeah and I think it's time she was saying for me to start looking at you know the other gifts that I have and all this kind of stuff which is all super exciting um but it was just the most random experience um and I, ha I had to share obviously um just because it was so it was so crazy um so just I would say and I'm will I always try and do this anyways just remain really 
open to what is around you and experiencing new things because it would have been pretty easy for us to like you know maybe try and ignore those ladies and walk out of the park and just be like no that's just too weird but we didn't we kind of stood and chatted and it was it was great we really enjoyed it and we obviously got quite a lot out of it Domion got a lot out of it also um so that's that's what that's what our valentine's day ended up being like and came back into the city got food all of that kind of stuff so that's enough of the personal shares for today uh let's dive into something that is hopefully going to help you on your road to finding the lasting relationship that you want um and today we're talking about love obstacles so we're going to be looking at what the hellamalula love obstacles are if you've never heard of them why they cause such a huge problem um, in your life and then I'm also going to give you some examples of how love obstacles show up in your life in the actions that you take and the decisions that you make and at the end then I'm just going to give you an action a takeaway action step um, for you to do after listening to this episode so let's begin with what love what love obstacles actually are so love obstacles are basically the kind of deep seated limiting unconscious beliefs that you have buried deep inside of your deeper layers and where they have originated from and this will probably come as no surprise is that they begin to form in our developmental years so i mean we're talking way way back depending on your age obviously um but basically they're made up from uh the messages that we received and what we witnessed um around relationships and what we need to do to receive approval approval being excuse me love acceptance safety and security so if you think back to what you witnessed and what you experienced and what you felt that you needed to do um, in your life to you know, receive the approval and to um, what you saw about how relationships worked during your developmental years, that's going to give you a good insight as to where some of your love obstacles have originated from and you know at their core they are defense mechanisms that have been created by your brain to try and keep you safe to try and protect you from future pain that your brain believes that you are going to encounter but the problem is it's basing it on the past it's not basing it on the present So that is, in a nutshell, what love obstacles are and where they come from. Now, as you know, over the last few weeks, I have been speaking to people for market research. And on every call that I was on, the people were saying that they they could feel like there was something stopping them being able to find their person, being able to, you know, go out, get on a dating app do it date successfully and actually meet someone to create a lasting relationship with you know they felt like there was it didn't matter what they did how they showed up the different actions that they took they just felt like there was there was something that when they would get so far in the process 
it was like a door would just close on them and they were left like stood outside the door going what the hell just happened again and you know it leads to this cycle of pure frustration and many of them were like I just I just can't be bothered I've got like burnout from it I don't even know if I can be bothered to you know put myself out there because what's the point in never getting any different results and I felt that so much because that was definitely that's definitely how things felt for me and you know a lot of these people I spoke to you know had very successful careers they had a great life so you know their life was very full they had a fabulous friendship circle and social life they had hobbies and fun things that you know they loved to do on their own and they had a good group that they would go and hang with and a lot of them had done a good level of you know the inner work they'd maybe seen a therapist or they'd been doing their own kind of journey to um, better themselves, you know, the personal reading, personal development books, etc. Um, and some people hadn't, hadn't really done any kind of work on themselves or, um, you know, begun really going on a deep journey of exploration, but they were still very aware that there was something or is something that is just standing in their way and all of them said they literally were just like they're baffled about how to you know work out what it is that needs to what it is that needs to actually shift like what is this invisible force and that's the biggest problem with the love obstacles in that they are invisible like they are deep in those layers that oftentimes we don't really want to look at but oftentimes slash all of the time the things that the places that we don't want to go and the things we don't want to look at are where the answers to what we need actually lie and so the actual answer to figuring out you know how to create this long-lasting relationship lies in turning inwards and beginning to identify um, what your personal invisible love obstacles are what are the blind spots that you are just not seeing and obviously sometimes we can't do that on our own we need we need someone else to start mirroring and reflecting things back to us hence the reason why I am making um, a new program and a course which is going to do exactly that it's going to do that and a lot lot more so essentially these love obstacles are causing these huge frustrations that are causing history to keep repeating itself same relationship cycles attracting the same type of people but with different faces leading to dating burnout and if you relate to this then first of all i'm so glad that you're listening to this today because i want you to know that it doesn't need to be this way um there are legitimate reasons as to why you keep get, getting the same results. And these legitimate reasons come down to the invisible love blocks or obstacles that you have kind of been operating with, with no awareness. Um, and, you know, I really want to highlight this, and I think I probably do this on most podcasts, but the reasons that you have not been successful in um being finding your your mate your partner up until this point have nothing to do 
with you not being worthy enough or good enough or attractive enough. It's nothing to do with the size you are and it has nothing to do with your level of success or your age. It has nothing to do with any of those things and everything to do with your invisible love box your invisible love blocks does my voice sound like it's gone really deep i feel like it i feel like it has so it's so weird so how do you know if you have these invisible love obstacles so i think the most obvious way to identify is if you have been making a genuine effort to try and meet someone to you know build a lasting relationship with you're staying open you're taking action you're really putting yourself out there but no matter who you meet there seems to be something just keeping you from making your dream a reality if that's your experience then there is a hugely high chance that you've got invisible love obstacles that are secretly sabotaging you on the other hand if you are someone who you know actually if you're being really honest you would like a relationship you would like to meet that special person to you know go on a leisurely walk on a sunday morning or someone just to ask how was your day someone to sit and watch netflix with or someone like to meet the person who has your back no matter what the person who like on I don't know, like this is something that me and Damian do. One minute we'll be having this really deep and meaningful conversation, the next minute we're just laughing our, our asses off at like something ridiculous. So it's having somebody who you're just there enjoying life and enjoying moments with. If like deep down you know that's what you want, but you are closing yourself down and actually not taking action, then that would be another sign that you have these invisible love obstacles or love obstacle might be one but generally generally i see that people have more than one that are um, secretly sabbing, sabotaging you so it's the extreme so whether you are really making the effort and things are not working or you are you know secretly to yourself you know you want a relationship but you're hiding behind um guards and stories about being too busy or it not being the right time or you know you you're you're happy with your life the way you are which you very well may be because everyone I spoke to was extremely happy with their life but it didn't mean that they still didn't want to meet someone so if there's either either one of those scenarios that you are in then it's safe to say that you have some invisible love obstacles going on so what do these actually look like in action? Because, you know, I know we all, we need more tangible examples. Well, I certainly do when I'm listening to this type of thing. So love obstacles can look like if you have a tendency to ignore or justify red flags, or on the flip side, you decide you're the one that's gonna try and fix the red flags. So maybe you have a pattern of when you are dating, you are dating potential and thinking that you're going to be the person that changes this person or can fix them. Um, if you begin to really reflect on decisions that you make about um, people you pick or what you tend to put up with um, in dating and relationships or um, 
you know, if you're making decisions based on um, t- running out of time or not wanting to die alone or not thinking you can do any better. And when you're making decisions out of fear, that is definitely an indication that there is, there is something, there is a, a love obstacle at the back of that. And what that is going to do is that is going to, that is going to make you not make great decisions for yourself. So you're going to end up settling or you're going to end up you know being available for things that actually don't work for you or you'll get into a relationship and you will lose yourself so when if you find that you do tend to make decisions based on fear then take a look at that and ask yourself okay so why am I actually why am I actually doing doing that and is that actually the best decision for me um you you can meet great people so maybe you you know you go out on dates with these great people um but when you go on the date what you will have a tendency to do is you will begin to pick at the small things so even if you walked in there and saw this person sat down started having a great time what you might find is that you begin to hyper focus on small things and you begin to find reasons why this person isn't right for you Uh, Maybe you just stay guarded and avoid any kind of vulnerability and intimacy, you know, so you go on a date and you've got, you've got walls up and, you know, people can sense, people can really sense that. And, you know, when we're talking about being vulnerable, we're not talking about going on a date and then spewing out all of your deepest, darkest secrets. That's, that's not what vulnerability is. But it's been able to go into a situation and remain in an open and softer energy and not making the other person feel like they're on um, a job interview, you know. But if you have a tendency to go in and you're like already all guns are blazing, this person probably isn't going to be right for me anyway. Um, you kind of, you know, maybe maybe you are even in a pattern of you do all of the questioning and the other person doesn't really get a word in edgeways, then they're all signs that, you know, you're trying to stay, you're trying to protect yourself, there's walls up, you're trying to avoid having to talk about yourself or um, share anything about you and your life. Um, Maybe you are a people pleaser and you feel that you need to earn love. If you have those tendencies and those patterns, then there is definitely love obstacles happening. Um, that needs to be worked through because if you don't work through those and you keep going into relationships feeling like you need to people please because if you don't then you are going to get rejected and you need to people please in order to earn someone else's um, approval and love then you are going to keep ending up in these relationships that have an unhealthy dynamic running through them um what are the other things that I wanted to mention to you? Um, love obstacles can also look like needing to have your worth and value validated by others. So if you are dating and you have this drive inside of you that, you know, you the, the likes or the matches that you get with people are in some way kind of validating your attractiveness or, you know, that you are a worthy human being to be on this dating app, then that kind of like energy when you're going into dating is going to end up leading you to, again, settling, 
to um, doing things for attention. There will be like desperate energy behind that. So it's really about looking at, okay, so why do I feel like I, I need to have my worth and, and value validated by other people, you know? Like, what, what is that? Why can't, why do I not feel enough just as my own? And when you are in that energy, the other thing that happens is you tend to show up really, really inauthentically. Um, and again, looking at like energy, all that does is attract people into your um, experience that align with you not being authentic, you know? So you need to learn how to validate yourself and you need to get into a relationship with yourself whereby you already know your worth and you already know your value and any validation that happens to come by others it's like a cherry on top but you don't need it and when you can be in that space then you are going to be able to date from a far more secure and confident place um what else did I want to mention to you here I've got so many I didn't I don't, I'm not going to read them all because there's so many of them and um, repeating toxic patterns so this is a huge one like if you look back at your relationship past and if, if you've never done this I really suggest you do is sit down and write down all of your kind of like major relationships and just write out what the relationship was like, who was the partner, or who was your partner in this relationship, what was their personality like, how did they treat you, how did you both show up in the relationship, etc. And if you can identify that there seems to be history repeating itself over and over in every relationship you are in, then, you know, there couldn't be a bigger sign that there is some you know unconscious programming going on some limiting beliefs that are kind of leading you to thinking that these unhealthy toxic patterns are the, the kind of the best thing for you to do you know so this can be going after partners that are emotionally unavailable or just unavailable um, maybe you have a pattern of being with people who love bomb then vanish um, or you end up with people who just bred breadcrumb you so when we have any kind of a toxic pattern that is repeating we have to go in and we have to look at okay so what are the limiting beliefs that I am bringing into this situation that are meaning that I am I keep perpetuating these patterns over and over because as much as you probably don't want to hear this like you can't blame the other person for all of it, you have to own your side of the street. And if you keep ending up with partners that are, you know, displaying behaviors which are, you know, toxic or unhealthy, then you need to ask yourself, what is it, what is it in you that wants to keep repeating this? And why is that? Why do you want to keep repeating it? You know, and this is this is where you can't avoid having to go into the deeper layers. You know, you can't just look at this stuff surface level. You have to understand what it is that is going on inside of you on a deeper, the deepest level, so that you can understand more fully why perhaps you have put up with things in the past or why these patterns keep 
repeating themselves, you know? And then the last one I'm going to share is um, having your standards set so high that they are impossible for anyone to meet. So if you know that you have this incredibly long laundry list of all of the things that your, you know, uh, future partner needs to um, have or meet, then there is something in you, I suspect, that is setting setting a kind of like protection barrier up um, because there is a fear of intimacy or a fear of getting hurt or a fear of insert whatever it is. Because what we have to remember is that perfection doesn't exist. So if you are looking for the perfect partner, the rom-com partner, the Disney prince or princess or you know whoever partner, then you need to realise that doesn't exist. And one of the big things that we all have to do, you have to do, and one of the things um, I always do with my clients is you have to get really freaking clear on your relationship vision, on who is this person that you want to be in a relationship with. And then you have to take that and you have to boil it down to get really clear on you know, your values and um, standards within a relationship, but on a deeper level than someone just needing to, you know, like all the same things that, that you like or wear a particular brand of shoe or have a particular or have a particular job, etc. This goes beyond that. This is about you getting really clear on what actually matters when it comes to being in a happy, healthy, lasting relationship. Because I speak to so many people and when I see the list of stuff that they're expecting, um, they're expecting from a partner, it's like there isn't a human being on this earth that could, that could meet that list. And oftentimes what happens is if you've not spent the time getting um, differentiating between your uh, non like your non-negotiables your needs and your wants you can often end up dating someone who is basically ticking all of the boxes in your wants list but wouldn't actually meet any of your non-negotiables if you get to know them on on a deeper level and you will realize that but because they've ticked all of the wants um, on your list, you're like, oh yeah, they, they, must be, they must be compatible with me, they must be a good fit, which is why it's so important to get clear on the differences between the three and, and be really clear with yourself that on, when it comes to you know, being in a relationship, you have non-negotiables for um, a reason, you know, because you can't be, you're not compatible with somebody in a relationship if you don't have the same basic values and there may be certain things in a relationship that are your non-negotiables for example I will use this example children so I knew that I didn't I don't want children and so it was really important for me that the person that I met was was also didn't have a desire to have a family you know of our own so if I hadn't have been really clear on that and owned that then I could have very easily, you know, ended up in a situation where, you know, I got with someone and maybe we, we'd never had that discussion because people can be funny about opening up that discussion. 
and we don't end up having that discussion for a year and then a year down the line you you know you, you suddenly realize that you're on completely different di- completely different pages one of you wants kids and one of you doesn't so those are some examples of <clears throat> how love obstacles can show up in your real life and if you're thinking holy smokes like you've only shared some of them and I already checked a lot of those boxes like don't panic um, because I checked a lot of those boxes that I've written I've written down here um, and I changed things for myself I made the commitment that I was going to face my obstacles and I figured out the steps to take um, and these steps are now the things that are in the system that I have created for this new program that helped me to overcome what was holding me back. And obviously I, you know, once I had done this and started to work through the love obstacles and you don't need to, you don't need to have fully like healed them and removed them. You just need to be working on dissolving them so that you can begin to take small steps forward. But once I'd done that, that's when I started dating differently that's when I started showing up differently in my life and that's when I obviously finally met um, my person and I'm now in the relationship that I, I always wanted. So I hope by me sharing this it's given you some food for thought about what could be stopping you from being in a happy, um, healthy and lasting relationship um, and you know obviously I would love to share everything that I know on these podcasts, but like this is literally just the type, the type of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, if you have a desire to become um, a confident, secure data and finally attract the matches for you and you want to know more about the system that I created and how you can get the results that I experienced, then I would love to chat to you so you can reach out to me on instagram um and we can chat there or there will be a link in the show notes where you can actually just book a call with me so i can share the system and program i have created so that you can you know begin to remove your love obstacles and create different results in your love life and ultimately be able to get out there and meet you know, someone, your sexy companion, your partner in crime, however you want to phrase it, for you to be able to go out and, you know, enjoy and experience life with. So as promised, your action point for today is I want you to reflect on, you know, what what I talked about today and the love obstacles that you may have and begin to examine the why behind them. So begin to think about, okay, so you know, if I have, if I'm making decisions out of fear, why is that? Where did that come from? What am I actually, you know, what is, what am I truly scared of? Then I want you to decide whether you want to be available for that anymore and what action steps you need to take um, to be able to move, to be able to move past it. So that's your action for today. Um, and I'm going to love you and leave you here Thank you for tuning in and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. 
And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.